Hey everyone, welcome to the Overflow Podcast, where pastor, author, speaker, and consultant Jim Stern explores various benefits and blessings of life lived in the overflow of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit's love. There is so much to discover, to learn, to feel, and to see when God goes first and we live in the overflow. Here we go back in the overflow, back in the overflow, back in the front lines. We are in the front lines. We are on the front lines of life. Bombs are dropping, bullets are flying, real carnage, real pain, real suffering, but man, real energy and real power and real anointing of what it looks like to live in the fullness of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. How do we do that? Uh, this is overflow. This is the intent of this blog, this post, this video, however you're receiving this content, uh, that we can get after it and and uh, walk in the fullness of this in such a way that we can go out on the highways and byways and bless other people in the name of Jesus. One person, one step, one issue at a time. Uh, so many people that you're going to interact with that are never going to go to church, that are never going to listen to a podcast, uh, that, that may listen to a podcast, but they would rather hear it from you. Live, flesh and blood, somebody they care about, somebody they love, and hopefully we can equip you with truth and wisdom and insight that's, that is really meaningful and that actually works in life and that actually gives you the kind of wisdom that you need to be able to impart truth and life and love to other people. So here we go. Here we go, man. If you're listening to this, mash your notification button, your subscribe button, send it around all your social media channels, whatever it is, and help us, help us, help you help other people. That's a lot of helping. Uh, let's see. Uh, let's see what we can get into today. This, uh, this is, uh, this is an interesting one. Let's just see what happens. Uh, October 7th, 2023, Hamas attacks Israel. Hamas attacks Israel. Surprise attack. Hamas is an Islamic resistance group uh, that was uh, started in 1987. And they surprised Israel on October 7th, 2023. Land, sea, air, all out assault. Uh, mass weaponry, bombs, bullets, all the stuff. Uh, boats, everything. Uh, 1,400 Jews were killed. 1,400 Jews were killed in the initial assault. Uh, all sorts more were uh, taken hostage. Uh, it's been, uh, it was brutal. Brutal. Uh, Israel, of course, has responded with with uh, overwhelming measures. The Israeli Defense Fund, Def- Defense Force, excuse me, the IDF, has surrounded, as I record this today, uh, has surrounded Gaza Strip and is uh, wave after wave uh, attacking uh, Gaza. Gaza is really small. It's a tract of land approximately twice the size of Washington, D.C., which is not very big. Uh, it has a population of mas or minor 2 million people. So war has been declared. Israel has said, we're going to end this thing. War has been declared. Blood has been and will be continued to be shed. Here's my question. And we can get into the, his, the historicity of this deal. And it was the land of Canaan. And then it became the land of Israel. And then it became the Palestinians. And then 1948. And we can get into the historicity of it, which is a pretty fascinating, pretty fascinating study. But I want to take a different, I want to take a different tact in this. Because this is going to land in our laps uh, really quickly. What if uh, both Hamas and Israel are pawns? Let's consider the possibility that Hamas and Israel are both pawns. What if they're both being manipulated? What if, if the leadership of Hamas and the leadership of Israel are both being manipulated by the same enemy, by the same enemy who delights in their mutual destruction? 
What if both Hamas and Israel's leadership are being manipulated by the same enemy who delights in their mutual destruction? You're a follower of Jesus or you're somebody who's curious about the kingdom of God and Christianity. You got to see the implications of Jesus's true war, the war that Jesus came to fight and the implications of that on the reality of this existing Hamas and Israeli conflict, war, whatever you would call it. Uh, neither Hamas nor Israel declares themselves to be followers of Jesus. Neither one of those groups. Neither one of those groups, their leadership, their membership, are seeking to, as Jesus said, uh, deny themselves daily, pick up their crosses, and follow Jesus as Messiah, according to Luke 9, 23. None of those groups are trying to do that. According to Jesus, the real and true war is the one that rages. The real and true war. You know, as followers of Jesus, we don't deny that there's a war. We just believe it in a in a in a much larger war than the ones that we see according to jesus the the real war that rages is the war between the kingdom of god and the kingdom of satan kingdom of god and kingdom of satan i want you to see the implications of this in john chapter 8 jesus is going to get into conversation with some jews he's confronted by a group of jews jesus is the conversation turns to Abraham. And I want you to see how, because Jesus's mentality is one of kingdom of God versus kingdom of Satan, he's not getting, he's not getting caught up into a religious war. He is staying in this 40,000 foot big picture narrative of kingdom warfare and the implications that that has on the conversation that he's having with these Jews. The conversation that he's having with these Jews is going to turn to Abraham. Abraham is the father of the nation of Israel. Genesis chapter number 12, uh, Yahweh, God our father, comes to a uh, nomadic guy by the name of Abram. Uh, uh, and makes a promise to him in Genesis 12, 1 to 3. And in the promise, he says, I'm going to make a nation through you. And the nation is the nation that we now today call Israel. Uh, so God our Father births the nation of Israel through Abraham. These Jews who are coming to Jesus in John chapter 8 are going to declare that, hey, Abraham is our father. He is the father of our people. And if he is the father of our people, therefore, God is also our ultimate father. The Jews say, because Abraham is our father, God is our ultimate father. Uh, not according to Jesus. Watch how this goes. The implication of kingdom warfare on Jesus' conversation with these people. And then we're going to make some implication to this uh, for, uh, for Israel and Hamas and then our lives. John chapter 8, verse 39. They answer and said to Jesus, Abraham is our father. Jesus said to them, if you are Abraham's children, do the deeds of Abraham. But as it is written, you are seeking to kill me, a man who has told you the truth, which I heard from God. This Abraham did not do. You are doing the deeds of your father. So Jesus is saying, in fact, Abraham is not your dad, but you do have a dad, but it's not Abraham. Well, then who's their dad? Well, it goes on. The Jews said to Jesus, we were not born of fornication. We have one father, capital F father, God. God is our ultimate father. So they retort and say, in fact, God is our ultimate father. Jesus says in verse 42, this is what Jesus says. If God were your father, you would love me for I proceeded forth and have come from God. For I have not even come on my own initiative, but he sent me. Why don't you understand what I'm saying? Why, why don't you get this? It is because you cannot hear my word. Even though they can hear physically, they can hear his words, they're not getting what he's saying. They, they hear him, but they don't hear him. And you know what I'm saying. 
They hear him, but he don't hear him. Verse 43, why do you not understand what I'm saying? It is because you cannot hear my word. Here we go. Verse 44, you are of your father, the devil. You are of your father, the devil, and you want to do the, the desires of your father. He was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in the truth because there is no truth in him. Whenever he speaks a lie, he speaks from his own nature, for he is a liar and the father of lies. And the father of lies. Jesus, just in this conversation with these Jews, they say Abram is our father. They say because Abram is our father, God is our ultimate father. Jesus is not getting drawn into this because Jesus operates in a spiritual war between the kingdom of God and the kingdom of Satan. Because the kingdom of God and kingdom of Satan, the implication of that war on this Jewish group that Jesus is talking to is for Jesus to say, I'm not getting into this proxy fight about Abraham or, 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 or God. I, I'm telling you, Jesus is saying, the, the way in which that you are going about your religion is actually demonic. Not my words. These are words of Jesus. Jesus is saying to these first century Jews, these first century Jews, your version of Judaism is demonic. You are actually being led. You're actually being manipulated. You're actually being manipulated by Satan. Uh, they're, a, they're pawns. These Jews are pawns in a war that they completely misunderstand. And make no mistake, the Messiah is standing right in front of them. The solution, the victor, the, the, the king of kings and lord of lords, God in the flesh is standing right in front of them. Face to face, you and I would say, man, if I could just see Jesus. Well, they're seeing Jesus and, and they, they don't get it. And we say, how is that possible? And we, it's possible because of the degree to which Satan is effective at distracting people. That's how powerful the, distract, the distractive force of Satan is. That people standing in front of the Messiah himself, arguing with him, denying that he is who he says he is. This is what Satan does. He's distracting them from seeing the truth of Jesus. He's distracting them from receiving forgiveness, from being adopted into the true family of God, being delivered from darkness, being filled with the Holy Spirit. And Satan used their religion. Satan manipulated, you got to get this, John chapter 8. Satan manipulated their religion to distract them from believing in Jesus. Mission accomplished. Mission accomplished. So Israel and Hamas today war over land and livelihood. Judaism versus Islam in a religious battle. Neither faith declares Jesus to be the Messiah, neither cares that he is or that he isn't. All the while, lives are being lost and a massive amount of destruction is wrought. Satan playing both sides against each other to keep them from Jesus. Pawns in a war they misunderstand. Make sure you grasp the significance of the way in which the Apostle Paul, the Apostle Paul is going to speak to a group of Christians in a city called Colossae in his book, Colossians. He wrote a book called Colossians, and it's written to a group of people in Colossae. And in part of what he writes, Colossians 1.13, Paul is going to describe uh, the implication of salvation. He's going to describe an aspect of what it means to be saved. What does it look like to give your life to Jesus? What happens what is a mechanic? What is part of the mechanic that happens when one gives their life to Jesus? And the apostle Paul says this, for he, God our father, rescued us, rescued us from the domain of darkness 
and transferred us into the kingdom of his beloved son. You see the clarity of that. You see the battle lines. The apostle Paul says when he was saved, when the people in Colossae were saved, when you and I are saved, we are delivered from the domain of darkness. We're delivered from the kingdom of darkness and we are transferred into the kingdom of Jesus. That's the battle line. That's the war. That's the reality of the big picture narrative of what is going on 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 planet Earth. The real and true war is the one that rages between the kingdom of Jesus and the domain of darkness. Everything else, ladies and gentlemen, everything else is used by Satan as a distraction. Everything else. Distracting, excuse me, everything else used by Satan is distracting, blinding the lives of Blinding the minds of unbelievers to the love of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Blinding unbelievers from the love of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. But also, but also distracting believers. Satan really good at blinding the lives of unbelievers and distracting believers, keeping us away from the vitality and the vigor of life in the kingdom of God. Listen to what the Apostle Paul says to believers in Corinth, no longer Colossae, not, he wrote Colossians. There's a different group of people in a, in a different city called Corinth, and Paul wrote a letter to them that's called 1 Corinthians. And in that passage, he's writing to believers, and in 1 Corinthians, excuse me, 2 Corinthians chapter 11, 2 Corinthians chapter 11, written to believers, Paul writes, I am afraid as the serpent deceived Eve by his craftiness, your minds will be led astray. Your minds will be led astray by the same enemy, by the same enemy, your minds will be led astray from the simplicity and devotion to Christ. Satan effective at blinding unbelievers, Satan wildly effective at distracting believers. Notice the clarity on the battle lines. What's the issue? What's the issue? Devotion to Christ. What is the enemy trying to distract us from? Devotion to Christ. That's the dividing line. The aim of Satan is to distract, dissuade, destroy, whatever other D word you want to use to keep all people away from the love and the faithfulness of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Not rocket science. It's not rocket science. Among nations, Satan uses war. The true war in this life, the true war is not the United States versus China. It's not Russia versus Ukraine or Israel versus Hamas. That is not the true war. The true war is the kingdom of God against the kingdom of Satan. And the only way to win is by surrendering one's life to Jesus as the king of kings. It's the only way. It's the only way. Among nations, Satan uses war. Among people, Satan uses our past, uses our present, uses our future. He's going to remind you of all the terrible things that you've done or all the terrible things that have been done to you. He will busy you with what you should be or could be doing today. He's happy to spin you up fighting in the widget war, super happy to to bind you in a life of comparison and competition, super happy. And then he will terrorize you with any potential future necessary to keep you from considering Jesus. Every single thing in your life is usable against you in this kingdom war to keep you away from intimacy with the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Everything. And he is exquisitely expert and precise in his ability to manipulate. Uh, In creation, God our Father placed Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden to enjoy fellowship with him. To enjoy fellowship, you were created. I was created to enjoy fellowship with the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. God, our Father, put Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden to enjoy fellowship with them and to reign, to reign on earth, to reign on earth. Genesis 3, Satan swindles man. Satan swindles man out of his leadership role. 
and effectively steals man's kingdom reign. Effectively steals man's kingdom reign. In that moment, Satan became, in that moment, Satan became what Jesus would later dub him as the ruler of this world. In that moment. In that moment, the battle lines were drawn. In that moment, the battle lines have not changed today. The battle still rages today. And either you and I are engaged in the war to live in the fullness of the Holy Spirit and advance our Father's kingdom in the name of Jesus, or we are being expertly distracted by demonic forces to waste our years on worthless pursuits. And we, like Israel and Hamas, are pawns. Man, I hope that God our Father will use this as a wake-up call to you, as a reframing of your life, as a reframing of the things that you're going through in your life in your lives as a reframing of the understanding of, of geopolitical conflict. Uh, our battle is not against flesh and blood, but against rulers and principalities of this present darkness. You have life that's available to you, but we live at war and we got to be battle tested. We got to be ready. We got to be wise to the attacks of the enemy and we got to be fully engaged, fully engaged in a kingdom war to advance our father's name on earth by loving people, by loving people, being warriors of kindness and warriors of love and warriors of grace and mercy in the overflow and the fullness of who it is that God our Father has made us to be in the name of Jesus. If this has been useful to you, it would be useful to me if you would help me get this word out by sending this uh, link, share it on all your social medias, certainly like it on uh, YouTube, like it on Buzzsprout uh, or, or wherever you listen to podcasts and uh, uh, let's get after it. The life that's available to us as we live in the overflow the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit is intense, is intense. May you be trained for battle. May you be trained for battle. And may you live today in the fullness of all that God our Father has for you. God bless you. And we will be together again real soon. Thank you for joining us in the overflow. To find a blog connected to today's session where you can engage with Jim and others, go to trexo.org forward slash blog. This podcast is made available through the gracious giving of people just like you. If you would like to help us bring more people into the healing waters of our Father's love, you can do so at trexo.org forward slash donate. We will be back next week for another edition of Overflow.